Hey, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Dan and the Creators. Today, our guest is my friend, uh, Jonathan Thomas. Jonathan is a drummer and a drum teacher or instructor, depending on your camp, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Based out of Tampa Bay. Please welcome my boy, JT. What's up, dog? Hello, hello, hello. Good to hey. see good to Good to see you. Uh, maybe t- 10 minutes ago, but good to talk to you now. Dude, good to see you 10 minutes ago, and great to talk to you now, too. It's been too long. It has been too long. Like, so, okay, so the last time we saw each other, we were kind of talking about this, was, like, I think it's, like, three and a half years ago. Uh, you were saying maybe two and a half, but either way, it's been a while. It's and been a while. We've spoken since then, but a lot of stuff has happened in life since then. Dude, I've gotten married, had a baby. You've had like seven kids. A hundred kids. You, 100. I live on a fucking compound and have yeah. a plan. That's me. Right. I knew it. That was the goal. <laughs> it was always the goal. Well, you know, maybe the <laughs> practice or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that first, man. Wife dude. and a kid. What's up, dog? How, like. I'm stoked. <laughs> Thank you, dude. It's, I mean, I have a 14 year old stepdaughter and she was 11 when, when me and my wife, Shella got together. So, um, that was awesome in its own right. And yeah. now having, having a little baby dude is just, is amazing. It's a girl. Her name's Penelope. Aww. She's beautiful and Aww. gives you all the feels and it's, it's awesome. You, you have how many baby girls do you have? I I have one daughter. One daughter. Man, yeah. And girls are like a whole different, like, I just, your heart gets so soft. Yeah. So so mushy. (laughs) So mushy. Yeah. And, yeah. And I I love it. I I remember thinking like, oh, man, like, I just want a bunch of boys and we'll be like boys and we'll all have dreadlocks and we'll like roll around in the dirt. And then I started balding, so all of the my dreadlock dreams. part. Yeah, I was gonna say this is <laughs> this is clearly a dream. Yeah, yeah, I have failed miserably in my in my, <laughs> in my responsibilities for my own vision per balding. <laughs> but I digress. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's special. I mean that's got to be cool too. Like, granny, you said you're you're. Daughter-in-law, stepdaughter. Yes, stepdaughter. Yeah, stepdaughter was eleven when you started dating your girl. Yeah, uh, man. she's fourteen now. I mean that that seems like a really special thing, too. Though, like, how's that been? Absolutely, dude. And it was, it was. Um, she's amazing. She's so she's very sweet and she's super smart. So like, she was, as any kid would be, you know, a little reserved at first. But it was never anything to me like uncommon or or whatever. And it just progressively, we've just gotten closer and closer, you know, over the years. Um, I love that girl, man. It's it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I just see I, seeing her grow up too. You know, eleven mm, to fourteen is like you change a lot, whether you're a boy or a girl. And I mean, she's just, a woman, dog. She, dude, don't even say that. No, she's not. She's still I, well, a teenager. You know, you know what I'm saying, though? No, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. But I get it's it like, like, I feel like Pax is a little man and he's five. You right, know? right. Like, exactly. That, exactly. That, those little changes, it's like so exponential, the growth that happens in a human. 
Yeah. Like from what I've experienced, I can only imagine 11 is like mid, like 11 and then teenager. Just right. Teenager. It's teenager. Dude, you so know. she she uh, was staying at her cousin's house. Yeah, we're back. Technical difficulties, blah, blah, blah. So uh, you were telling me <laughs> that's that's my professional edit. I mean, No, it's great. It's great. <laughs> I, I literally was expecting to be like, hey, guys, this is Dan and the creator, like starting all from the beginning. No, no, no way. Not that, that, you know, we were on, we were only talking for like three minutes and 30 seconds, but, you know, yeah, whatever. It was quality You're stuff super- in there, man. Yeah, dude, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I don't even remember what we were talking about. All yeah. I remember is you were telling me a story about uh, your stepdaughter going to her cousin's house. Yeah, okay. So this is the, the the whole point of this is we're talking about kids and growing up so fast, right? Like, Yeah. So stepdaughter is over at her cousin's house because there was some type of scare of COVID. Like she, her being around COVID, she may have lost her sense of smell and stuff. So we didn't want her to come over back to the house to babies here. So effectively, we quarantined our daughter at her cousin's house, which, you know, sounds kind of bad, but it is what it is. <laughs> so we missed her a ton. And we, so we talked we talk on FaceTime, though. And today she, she came up on FaceTime um, to see – really, she doesn't care about us. She wants to see the baby. Mm-hmm. But but – you know, I see her on the screen and I'm like, like, I know it's only been like, I mean, a day since I saw you, but uh, okay. Maybe a week and a half in person. And she, she looks like an, yeah, it's crazy, man. Time it's is freaking nuts. Time is unjust. <laughs> it Time is an illusion. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, this illusion is unjust and painful because I'm still bald. So whatever. Right. Dude, I am catching up to you. No, you're not. Shut up. That I beautiful am. Head of I hair. am. It's not. It's... I see you hiding it under a hat. You don't want me to feel bad. <laughs> well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to bring it up. But... <laughs> well, I think there's going to be an edit of this podcast somewhere of just my heinous laughing, <laughs> just on repeat. Yeah, <laughs> dogs and hyenas cackling. No, it's just me. Anyway. Uh... That's well, yeah, man. Okay, so that—that's—I mean, that's—I'm that's kind of... stoked for you. That's something really seems like something really beautiful and special. And now you also have thank you, man, a wee little one. What's it like? Yes. What's it like cleaning up poop all the time? So annoying, right? Dude, honestly, our baby poops probably only as much as she needs to to survive. Like she does not poop much at all. Like maybe once every. Four days, dude. What? I'm so serious. No, you're not. I straight up, in, I am 100% serious. Like, when she poops, it's kind of like a little mini celebration. Like, okay, we don't have to take her to the hospital. Because it's, Whoa. you know, it's just like, it's just enough to be to be healthy. So, I mean, she I... poops I, like four times an hour. It's ridiculous. Dude, I, I'm getting the the... What is it? Not the short stick, but the long stick. Whatever. I'm... The long end of the stick. The long yeah. end of the stick, yeah. Dude, your straw is the longest. You get to leave the island first. You have the boat. <laughs> you have the gold. <laughs> you win. Yeah. Collect. <laughs> pass go. Collect $200. Yeah. yeah. Dude, oh. <laughs> 
So I uh, this kind of, this thought kind of hit my mind. So like you primarily like for as long as I've known you are like drums, like session drumming, some yeah. touring, but mostly like session and like live stuff, like in town or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. That's... How's like are you, how are things over there now? Like, because I know some things are opening up and da da da. Like, have you been able right. to to like not in a weird way, but just have you been able to work? What's it like over there? What's going on? Dude, it's it was kind of nuts. Florida, though, and especially in Tampa, Clearwater, St. Pete area, is pretty um, liberal with their policies as far as this goes. Mm-hmm. So there were some places that took forever to close when all of that was really happening. And mm. then some of those same places were quick to open back up maybe sooner than they they should have been. So there, there was some, uh, there was some work on both ends of that. There was a little bit of lapse. Like I was mainly playing in a a wedding and event band here locally. And that do we had like every Friday, Saturday, Sunday booked for months and before this all hit. And then once it hit, it was like gone. Everybody canceled. Um, yeah, maybe like one or two. It was nuts. So we definitely took a hit, but honestly, man, works, works come in like, thank, I'm thankful God has provided, bro. Like there is, there's uh we're not hungry. We have a mm. roof over our head. Mm. Um, stuff is starting to pick back up. So that's good. Um, so yeah, man, it's, it's just now getting uh, some form of pretty, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And um, I like, uh, I'm 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 just legitimately curious. I feel like this is so, yeah, potentially like uh, polarizing or like uh, politically driven. But that's not really where my head's at. Okay. I'm just legitimately curious. Like in a time like this, like yeah, I think it's not something. It's something that people don't think about a lot, especially like if you're like a house band or you're playing at a wedding or something like that. But a lot of times, like uh you guys or guys like us who are because i've done a, a bunch of gigs like that you kind of get overlooked or whatever or essentially mm-hmm. ignored by or treated like um air, you know big really shaky air quotes the help or whatever right um has it been like do you feel like even the push to get i mean you obviously want to work but even hotel owners, business owners, whatever, people having the wedding or whatever it is. Do you feel like you've you've like been put in an uncomfortable position or your health's been kind of like, hey man, I thought we were all gonna do this mass thing or you know, like has it been weird like that at all or is it just chill? No, it's dude, it's honestly really chill. There's only been the only I mean if if venues are having masks you know, like they're supposed to, then like people indoors, if you're sitting down, you got to have a mask on the bands. We pretty much adhere to that until you get on stage. Then it's kind of like whatever, you know? Um, but there's been a few venues that have not brought entertainment back. Even with reopening like 25% or 50%, Mm. um, they still haven't brought entertainment back. And, and that's that's with other venues going full on like so i besides playing i with this wedding and event uh company called total entertainment plug shameless plug um <laughs> it's 
so I do a lot of work for them mm-hmm. in the playing side, but I also stepped in to do some like booking for them. So oh, cool. yeah. I was, I was full time for them, but now it's just scaled back to part time. So a few days a week, but I'm managing like, you know what, like five venues point out of we used to have like 30 plus now i'm only doing five i think the other guy has i I don't even know but it's significantly scaled back yeah but anyway so i I get to see you know the ins and the outs of the entertainment side of these venues and what they're actually doing and i mean there's some people man monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday multiples on saturday multiples on sunday just like going for it and other venues haven't brought people back at all like that's so crazy. And, you know, down here is Clear Clearwater Beach, which is a very popular tourist spot. We're talking like a restaurant venue on the beach has no entertainment, which is pretty unheard of. And it's yeah. kind of I mean, from a business side, I guess you real you have to go like, listen, they're they're they realize that they don't need the musician in order to make the profit, you know, to meet their profit margin for right now. Like they just don't they don't need the entertainment, I guess. It's not worth the investment. Um, do, you, do you think restaurant owners still view entertainment like, we need this to make money? Or they're, they're like, we need this because this is awesome and it helps like make the vibe here? I, th- I think venue owners, and this is a This is like edu- your own like, observation. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I think it's, all, it's always about money. I mean, it's all about... There's a few venues that um, have, I think, the luxury of of being vibe minded because maybe they have just a higher budget, a low overhead. They can, you know what I mean, like wealthy yeah. owners, to where it's kind of like business uh, dream or a venture more than it is like you know, a chain restaurant that needs to meet these bottom lines. Like there's some give in the budget. Like, so there might, there's a couple venues that have that leisure to be vibe minded, but at the end of the day, it's, it's all about dollars and cents, man. Yeah. I I think, I I think, um, yeah, at least here, at least here. I would make that assumption too, but I'm just curious from a guy who's like not only playing the venues, but like booking for them. Like it's interesting to, see because you're on you're like on the other side and i also think too like sure i have my assumptions but who gives a fuck what i think you're in it you know (laughs) (laughs) well and to be to be clear like i i don't talk to venue owners too much i do very little of that uh so and most of that work is funneled to the 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 owner of the business um So I, I don't have too much, you know, inside, inside or whatever. But from what I see, you know, venues, of course, want the right band. They'll have opinions on who they like. Change the vibe. But I think at the end of the day, they're going to have a band because, like, it's keeping people at the bar, keeping people, you know, entertained. And that's actually the weird thing, though. Because of COVID, nobody is allowed to dance. So we're yeah. playing and granted this is this is covers, you know, this is I guess essentially Nashville's Broadway uh scene, right? Sure, like sure, yeah, yeah. Um but imagine going there but you have to sit at a table and 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 drink or eat. It's kinda like why <laughs> why are we here? Um but I don't know. 
that it's it's an interesting dynamic to not to to have to play other people's music and entertain them, but only to an extent that they don't want to get up and dance. They're not start, allowed to. Yeah, they're not allowed to. Yeah, so you you don't want to play too much upbeat music because then people, honestly, especially as the night gets going and people start drinking, you know, they have to. Some fucking Karen's yeah. gonna get up and you can't tell me how to dance. <laughs> oh, dude, I gotta wear my mask. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not wearing a mask. Sorry, oh, Karen. Yeah, if you're a nice person. I'm sorry, <laughs> dude. It's not far from the truth at all. Oh man, dude, it, I know it. It's you uncomfortable. Know, it's it's yeah. It's crazy too, though, because I feel like not even necessarily that I perceived you were going there, but it's like. It's such an interesting, like, look into or observation of the human psyche, like our need for music, whether a person is musically minded or not. It's like, hey, we're so sick of this isolation bullshit. Let's go to a restaurant and even just hearing a band, you know, is like, is is satisfying something in them. It's so cool that that's a thing. Yeah, it's I mean, I maybe it's like it's the same thing for both sides of the fence, the performer and the listener, like for mm. the performer, it's expressing out of that place. And the listener is relating to like they're getting hit in that place, but mm. they they just they're not the one singing, but it's still hitting that same thing, that same part of the psyche or the same whatever, whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. You bring up a good topic, Dan. I know. Well, I mean, (laughs) like, when I, so when I stopped touring, that was like a thing that was hard to, like, not playing out live at the special thing, man. Like, even if you're at a restaurant and everybody's sitting down, like, getting to interact with your homies, like, you're playing, you know, like, that experience. But then, like, feedback from a crowd. Like, right. there's nothing better than knowing if you're eating total shit or you're crushing it, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, it doesn't feel good to, like, suck, but, <laughs> but, but like, that feedback is, like, it's in real time, you know? Like, a crowd is either feeling it or they're not, you know? It, yeah, it's such a beautiful dynamic. I, but And honestly, I think it's best had, in my experience, it's best had with original music. You know what I mean? And doing sure. a show that way, like, because it's, it's so, it's interesting to me, like hearing you talk about it and I'm just like, dude, when was the last time that I felt that, mm. <laughs> you know, and it was like, Oh, okay. Being on the road and, mm. and playing original music, you know? Um, yeah. But I work all the time and it's just, it's uh it's a different animal. I think at least for me, it's so easy just to tune out and just get through the gig when you're doing whatever um everybody else's music you know yeah well and it's not like i mean that that is a very like respectable and different kind of animal because i feel like it is maybe for maybe for people who are burned out on it they would say otherwise or for someone who's ignorant they would also say otherwise but i think the reality is is like yo you are here for Two three-hour sets with a 30-minute break in between. Holy fuck. That is a billion songs to know off yeah. the top of your head, essentially. Oh, but he's got an iPad. 
okay, fine. <laughs> but the iPad doesn't play the reference of the song. It doesn't play the melody. It doesn't play, like, it's got chords. <laughs> like, right, and right. And the song title, maybe some lyrics, you know? Like, it's, it's there's so much stuff to have in the back of your head that's immediately accessible. Like, to be there, like, zoned in and coherent the whole time, like... Sure. I mean, maybe if you do the same gig for 40 years, you can play it and you're blasted on coke the whole night. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> but but that's like, think about how many reps that would be to get to that point. You know, that is yeah. a lot of time and dedication. I wouldn't. Maybe for old, sure. Maybe an old version of Dan would have talked shit, but sh- me now, no way. That is that is respectable amount of chops, you know. I The only way to get through it for me is to try and sound good and i know that seems like a no-brainer but it's so i mean the Na- the nashville cover scene versus the this bay area tampa and st Pete clearwater uh, those are different animals there's no three hour 30 minute break three hour set it's like four hour gigs max you play an hour you take a 15 minute 20 minute break you know like and then play your four hour gig and that's it um it's a lot it's a lot more chill um well, I could be wrong too. So, you but know, it's whatever. but it's also it's it's uh it's very easy to to coast. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I in my in my life coming up, I mean, I've been in this scene and pushing and growing in it for you know ten plus years, and I've had those moments where, unfortunately, I'm kind of checked out. You know? Sure. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. and it's just it's almost it it makes it so much worse to check out it's like mm. e- yeah even if it's not original music if you try it and you guys sound good it's actually it is satisfying um, yes yeah. but to circle back it, it's at the end of the day it's definitely different than uh playing original stuff man like a 30 40 minute set at, you know yeah. Oh, oh yeah putting it all on the line like this is this is what we do today today yeah. is this 40 minutes right here Oh, dude, that's yeah. a good feeling. Yeah, it's a great feeling. The other 23 hours are not. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Painful. Painful. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm kidding, but kind of. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, man, I, 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 I was listening, so I lost my question, but what are some, like, what are some things that you do, like, when you're not feeling it to, like, pull yourself back in? Um, I think it's it's kind of just focus on what I'm doing like and maybe that sounds stupid but no you know you just if if you're not feeling the crowd or um, just maybe it doesn't feel like it's gelling whatever with the musicians I just maybe I think I just try to to play my part better, you know. I'll zoom in in my mentally zoom in to like a pulse and just try to make sure I'm locked in, or I'll be adjusting my technique a little bit. You know, it's essentially becoming a a little practice session to uh, mm. to just instead of zoning out now, you know, zoning out because I'm not whatever it's not vibing. I just fix that by focusing in on something and that's typically my my own playing just trying to you know challenge myself like 
yeah. whether it's dynamically, technique-wise, something like that. I think. I think that's what I do. <laughs> I mean, I I love that. That's yeah. that's really cool. Like, and <clears throat> so that's the healthy version. That's the healthy answer. So Ask course, me five yeah, years ago what I did. Just get blasted yeah. off <laughs> right, the, right. the bar, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll take a Uber home. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'll get them tomorrow. <laughs> get my gear tomorrow. Oh, God, dude. One time when I was um, my first experience ever with like a person who is inebriated playing like a gig. I was in college, like early yeah. college, and um, I was doing these like jazz gigs with my mentor, like my teacher at the time. And I remember we did this one okay. gig where it's all now it's all like fake book tunes or whatever, so like standards and yeah. shit. And, um, so you're playing uh, upright. I think this gig in particular, I played electric bass, but yes, it was a jazz gig. I should have been playing upright, but I was a little, little weenie. Red. Yeah. Loser. Actually, (laughs) (laughs) my my upright chops weren't there, but anyways, uh, I remember showing up and, get there on time everybody's there like my mentor's there the guy's playing it was like i think saxophone keys bass and drums so a four piece and we're the three of us are there and drummer's still not there yet and it's like yo like five minutes till the gig's going and now jason my buddy he's uh he was playing like i think he played tenor sax and maybe he pulled out alto or soprano that night i digress um he I just, no one cares and uh <laughs> and uh what's it called? he uh he starts he starts blowing this guy's phone up like where the fuck is this guy and all of a sudden the guy shows up i think right when the gig started so we did a song the three of us while he set up his drums and oh like, man something was yeah. just already a little off and i didn't really understand what was happening yeah. Uh, but he's just like, uh, you know, kind of disheveled a little, a little bit, like, shirt, right. like one of the panels in his, in his, his shirt is tucked in. Like it was like a suit gig too, you know, oh, so like, man. like a nicer restaurant in Miami kind of vibe, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, he like, we noticed like he's, his timing is getting kind of weird as the night goes on. And this right. was a gig similar to that, where I think it was like four or five sets that were like, 40 to 45 minutes with a few breaks and yeah. just each set he got gradually worse <laughs> right yeah and then by like <laughs> by the last set i remember we were doing a ballad <laughs> and he's like he's playing and he starts like kind of leaning over no switching to the other side and he's like leaning into the ride a little hard and his like elbow slips and he kind of starts to drop a stick and he oh falls my. on the floor Oh my gosh. Just out of his mind. And there's something about like, and I know you know this, but like, like there's something about communicating with a person who has an instrument in their mouth. It'd be like you're at Taco Bell with your boys and your homies like crushing a taco (laughs) and some guy just like jumps over the counter and face plants or something. You just like look at each other like, yo. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just feel like it was me like, like I looked at Jason and he was just like, "What the? What f- is happening? <laughs> just keep playing, yeah, <laughs> just keep uh, playing, dude. That's got to be the, yeah, pulling up 
a a, a drummer that's dragging you, you know, or any, I don't. I mean, anyone, yeah. honestly, like it's just. I think more so anything that that funny like sinking feeling when you know like one of us is not like the other, right? <laughs> Oh, I hate that feeling. Dude, in, in everyone else's defense, when I switched from my two-year to my four-year, I was not good enough to be at my four-year, and I was hanging on by, like, the smallest, tiny dog hair of a thread. Mm. And uh, and I was that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say I hate it when I'm that guy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dude, I've been that guy more times than I can count. I'll be the first one to say it. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> anyway, no dude, so... I know you've been teaching a bunch of drums and stuff lately. Yeah, man. That's what I'm doing. I, I like to teach. I, uh, I teach some beginners and teach, it, you know, intermediate players. Um, mostly. I don't currently have any, like, advanced students. But, um, yeah, dude, just just doing it locally and then phone and facetime or or zoom whatever whatever hap- happens to be the best um but yeah dude what, what's enjoying like, it like for if you were to have like I, mean, I don't know if this is like too meta or whatever but okay you know what man screw this uh help me i have a question okay so like as a producer, I think one of the things that I struggle with, like ironically, even though I'm a bass player, is because I don't think I'm like a real bass player, but I digress, uh, is I'm not the greatest at programming drums. And like when you listen to music or you listen to producers, like as a actual like savage monster of a drummer, that, and that includes like playing the best four on the floor on the planet, um, what like what are some things like tricks – Without knowing where my game is at, what are some things you would recommend a guy like me who doesn't play drums to do to get better at playing or programming drums? Playing or programming drums. Okay. Um, Hot seat. I'm kidding. No, it's great. It's great. I think everything, especially when you're, you know, because playing drums and and programming drums are going to be two different things. Because now, if you're programming, we don't have to worry about facility. You know, your body being able to do things that it hasn't done. Now it's just, if you're programming, it's like, can you hear something that's off or on, you know? And and programming, I think, is a lot easier because you have that grid that you can work with. Um, but, so I don't know, maybe if your question goes more towards the playing side, what, what would you do? But um, Honestly, man... Answer it however you like. I love it. I think I think programming, you know, it's it's easier. It's all about the feel, you know. Mm-hmm. If you if you want the kick a little ahead or the snare a little behind, you know, that's that's where the sauce is. That's the that's the money. That's that's where the the whole feel of the tune comes comes down to. So I think uh, if you're programming a song, you just start with kick and snare. And get those lined up and, you know, copy, paste, whatever, where you want and work on the auxiliary stuff after that. Um, But that's just so you get that feel where you want it, you know. So when let's say you're in a studio environment and you're playing drums, uh, but you're also going to do some overdubs, right? So you play your your cut, right? Okay, Uh sick. We got our groove. But 
now it's time to do we're going to do some overdubs on different parts of the shells or we're going to put a symbol on this floor tom and we're going to hit that and that makes a cool weird sound neat yeah like what are some approaches for some of those things obviously there's genre and con- there's so many variables but right. just like like i would love to know some of like your thought process or whatever you know i'm gonna shut the fuck up all you go well man i think i think uh it comes down there's so let me put it this way like this might be a long answer or a long-winded answer of saying something but um for, for let me use an analogy Let's say um, my favorite color is red, and it is, okay? I like red. Now, I don't know necessarily why I like red, right? But I like red. And sometimes I've always thought like when we get a house, because right now we live in an apartment, um, I I want like a red room or at least a red wall in the house, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, Say in our apartment we wanted to paint a room a different color. I like red, but there's some things that I need some boxes that need to be checked for painting this room. You know, is there lighting in this room? If so, then probably we could use a dark color. If there's not, we have to go a lighter color because the room would be too dark. You know, there's certain criteria Mm. that need to be followed, even though I'm using personal preference on top of that i can instead of using red i can use a certain gray but i have some choices of now why i like those other choices i mean who who the heck knows i I don't know why why do i like red i don't know i just do um maybe sometimes it makes me feel a certain way blah 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 but in the context of painting a room it's like does it serve the the needs of the room that's the first thing and then you go into your preferences so like when you're creating certain sounds auxiliary stuff like a symbol on a snare is a great effect like i like that but it you know or rims you know with the stick doing tambourines 16th note tambourines or should we do eighth notes you know now we start to get into what boxes are being checked are we overstepping the vocals is it being too you know is the is there too much high-end tambourine, rim, percussion stuff? We need something more mid-range on the EQ to kind of fill it out. You know, so I that's the type of stuff that I think about. It's like I have this cool thing that I like, but it has to meet some criteria. And I'm normally looking for how that uh, – how it – you know, I try to think ahead. How is this going to work with vocals? Is it going to yeah. be too much? You know, would a thinned-out groove – super basic actually work better because we can do some more guitar work or add some pads or something like that um mm. it's so easy in my opinion over percussion things mm-hmm. um but on the other hand i've heard that done very well too and working with some producers and they want to add some weird stuff and i'm like i would have never thought about adding that but it's like the faintest little thing off there in the side you know and it works. So now that I learned that that's an option, that's one of those boxes that I that I have. I'm like, ooh, okay. Could could uh, could this work? But is it serving a certain role or not? You know. So those are the things I I consider. That was kind of a long, like I said, long winded and all over the place. Answer. No, I but, love that. 
I hope that somewhat makes sense. Oh, dude, I love that for two reasons. One, it gives us insight into how your beautiful brain works. And two, it's actually very, uh, that's like secret, some big brain shit. Because the reality is, is like, I think it's really easy to observe or think of any one part of a band or whatever, a unit, a recording scenario or whatever, and think that their role only serves as that role. But you're going layers, bro, layers. It's, I feel like you've literally kind of subtly exposed the reality that, like, there, your musicianship can go way further than just the way. fruit of the name of that that role. Drums, bass, yeah, yeah. guitar, vocals. It's like you're thinking, are these hi-hats going to fight with the vocal in this part? Right. That is crazy, and I love that. But, dude, and uh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. That's how my brain works. But you know what's funny? Like, when I listen to, let's say, you put on, like, old school Nirvana, or you put on some, like, just grungy-ass music, Mm -hmm. and the vibe is so amazing. But all of those, you know, like, those boxes, like, they are out the window. Like, there's no boxes to be checked. It's just, like... It's drums, guitar, bass, 11, turn to 11, you know, like, and (laughs) it's something that, and maybe it's a little sloppy. Time goes, you know, back and forth, but there's just so much to it. Like that to me is the stuff that, that I get super challenged by. Like Mm. what, cause it's, it's that human element that you, you can't figure that out. Like you can't compute that. You know what I mean? And that's that gives me pause. That's like, oh, mm. it's not necessarily like, you know, noticing all these little bits and pieces and, oh, I can see exactly how this puzzle fits together. Yeah. But it's, it's that, it's the, like, I don't know, for me, that's more, that's more how my brain works and, and I can understand that. But what I don't quote unquote understand, um, or can't compute is just that that other set of things where it's you know okay we're doing this chorus way slower than the verse like 10 bpms and but who cares you know like that my my brain and my insides goes no (laughs) (laughs) but but you know when i play it when i try to play that it's like no this is not right but when i listen to it i'm like oh my gosh so much so much vibe and energy and and all those things, you know, um, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I just, I just think it's funny. Like the two different sides of that. Yeah. Um, but here's, here's the thing, not like eat to go even further into like the meta thing. What if to use your Nirvana example, what if that raw grungy, just like visceral thing is the box? True. That's, that's a great point. You know, and, it's like, yeah, like within yeah. the like the rug of where all the tools lie, you know, or like the box, if we want to use that word, it's like within that is the freedom to be sloppy. Because like the some of the records that we've played on, like you and I, like one yeah. of the rules for me in my brain was like to play things sloppy only to play them super tight eventually. Because yeah, playing okay. something loose and then. Right, right. Back in, that's a vibe, bro. That's a vibe. Yeah, yeah, yep. Totally. You know what I'm saying? Totally. 
it, it's 100%. And that, to me, is uh, less natural, I think. Mm. Like, but only because of sometimes, you know, I have literally, I take medicine for OCD. Like, <laughs> like yeah. my brain zooms in, it zooms in hard. And yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's um, my natural tendency especially in some of the moments that we've, we've worked together would be to like try to everything to be on a certain part, a certain point, certain spot. Um, but you're right, dude, honestly, for me, that's where I'm trying to grow now mm. is like getting away from that and letting, you know, just that vibe and that feel be created. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a interesting, interesting thing. Yeah, I mean, I I would get I would gather like speaking for myself. On a good day, I can separate from my tendencies, aware of them. On a bad day, I probably don't. I'm not healthy enough to be able to do so. One hundred, like, same. Yeah, you know. But like one of the things that makes your playing so special, you may label it as the way that you think, but the reality is, is the way that you think is special. You know, and it may be a crutch to you, or and and I think you being aware enough to say, Hey man, I need to grow. So I need to like learn how to work outside of this and that's uncomfortable and X, Y, Z. But the reality of it is still, it's still really fucking cool. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks man. You know? Yeah, man. But I, and I, you know, I need to do that. Hey, instead of starting this track with the, with this instrument or that instrument, I need to start it with a vocal in that thing, you know, like, why not? Why not? You know, be uncomfortable. And try stuff because that is like you stumbling into things is kind of what makes things special, right? Right, right. And yeah, and that's that gives you gives room for like you know, like artistry as opposed mm-hmm. to musicianship. Like when we we think about or you know, being a a, a solid producer and, and arranger, you know, there are probably boxes that both of us are trying to check when we approach whatever we're writing. But like when you come at it from an artistry standpoint, you're not, you're not referencing anything else, but what you feel like in the moment. And that may be overgeneralizing stuff. Um, but I, in this conversation recognize that I hardly ever think like that. I'm always kind of, you know, I, I have some, some reference in my head of like, okay, this sounds good for these reasons and that's the thing to play. So here it goes, you know, mm-hmm. at least, at least more recently. Um, but you know, I, I know a, a friend locally dude where you see him play drums and it is just the weirdest freaking, th- like the music that he's playing. I don't, I don't know where the one is and I'm pretty good with odd times. Like, <laughs> I, like he's just doing stuff that's, it's just it's crazy and it's 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 not like gospel chop crazy or metal crazy it's just like him his name's Danny I can't spell his last name or say his last name cuz I, I don't know how to say it but um <laughs> starts with a p the dude is freaking awesome Danny um, p you rule got Danny it Danny p but uh but yeah his his just whole vibe is just such a an artist yeah. thing a unique thing yeah. and I, I really admire that about his playing yeah um, yeah yeah yeah, that's cool, man. Well, I love it, and I I think maybe that's like also the really special thing about like 
like music or whatever, or like the creative process is like your approach will always challenge me and inspire me, you know, like your attention to detail in those things. Like I'm, that's not where I'm strongest, you know? And, and I think we, we like, I'm grateful for that because that pushes me to grow in that area, you know? And I think hopefully we can all do that for each other to some capacity and then we all get better and music gets cooler, you know, like, right. For sure. Absolutely. Like, I definitely know, like, the more I think about a box, the more my brain starts to shut down. <laughs> but but more more so because... You I'm, mean, like, in a creative sense? like Yeah, because I'm leaning on, like, I know this is going to work. And sometimes right. there's a time and a place for that. But just for whatever reason, like, I have to give my permission to not be the guy who knows everything and to be willing to look like an idiot in front of people. And as soon as I do that, I find myself becoming more comfortable. And then the ideas become more fluid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's not, that's not an indictment one way or another, but it's like, if I could learn how to pull like the way that you hear something even quicker than, cause I can't do that, but not the way that you do it, man. That's so cool. You know, but like to do it, to more of that capacity, it would only better me. You know? <laughs> it would only help and make me a better creative, you know? Dude, it's a never-ending process for us all, isn't it? Totally. Like, yeah. Time, yeah. man, time. It, it really is. It's weird, right? Time is an illusion. We've cycled back <laughs> to back the beginning to of the shit. conversation. <laughs> Uh, Dude, well, anyways, that's actually ironically the perfect place for this because we've been at this for like a hot second now. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Uh, And I think we should uh, let's uh, let's wrap this bad boy up. But before we do that, um, you've got a few things going on, and I would love for you to tell our friends what's up and where they can find you. Well, uh, I appreciate it, man. Um, Basically, for lessons, I'm doing a lot of that. These days, uh, whether it's Skype, FaceTime, Zoom, or in person, um, just go to my website, JonathanThomasDrums.com, and all my contact info is there. My YouTube channel, I'm really starting to release more videos now, um, some tutorials of songs that I've recorded um, that I've gotten requests for, and I'll be putting out uh, just all things drums related, whether covers, tutorials, lessons, stuff like that. And that YouTube channel is called Jonathan Thomas drums. Um, Instagram is go figure Jonathan Thomas drums. (laughs) And, uh, I think, I think that's about all. That's about it. Yeah. So yeah, check, feel free to contact for any lessons or anything like that. And, and, uh, yeah. Dude, and yeah, do yourselves a favor, follow Jonathan uh, on Instagram and check out his YouTube because I'm really not making it up. I played in a band with him for a while and he is just the fucking best drummer ever. <laughs> oh, dude. I love but it, man. Anyway, thank you, bro. Thank you, man. Thanks for like being willing to do the podcast and staying up late, even though you probably want to fall asleep because your kid wakes you up multiple times a night. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Life. Uh, I'm I'm so tired. <laughs> dude, I'm so tired. <laughs> awesome, dude. But dude. I love you, bro. I love Thank you. Thank you too, so man. thanks for having me and, and having you know a good a good old chat. It's been too long. Dude, absolutely. And mark my words, we'll have to do this again. <laughs> yes. Not another three and a half years though. 
Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> All right, dog. I'll catch you later. All right, brother. See you.